This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. This episode is sponsored by Claire Barnard and her business, Missy Cards. Claire is a designer, mum and sparkle expert, creating greetings cards for all, including personalised and bespoke designs. She has been the designer for the Christmas cards that I send to my clients for all the years I've been in business. Bright, sparkly, fun, Claire draws, doodles and designs greetings cards to help you send a smile. Claire is based in Bristol, but you can find her cards on Etsy and Thoughtful, as well as being able to contact her directly via Missy Cards, M-I-S-S-Y-C-A-R-D-S on Instagram. From welcoming new babies and celebrating birthdays, saying whoop whoop for new engagements or sending love when you're thinking of someone, Claire's cards are thoughtful and sure to bring a smile. Almost all of her designs can be personalised with names, dates and or your own quirky messages, or are equally just as lovely as they are. She has recently also added multi-pack birthday bundles to her shop so you can get super organised for upcoming birthdays as well as more designs of her popular small thank you notelets which are perfect for little or bigger hands. Claire uses sustainably responsible card blanks and always sends cards with high quality recycled envelopes. Where she needs to use bags they're compostable and eco-friendly too. All in all, you can get your whole calendar or occasion sorted through Missy Cards. Head to the links in the show notes for this episode to send a smile and make occasions sparkle. Hello and welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about time and headspace. So really, this whole episode is about mindset block alerts <laughs> because we're going to be talking about two particular ways of looking at tasks. I would say there's two types of people, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I think we all encounter both of these, but you will probably find that you have a tendency towards one more than the other. So let me outline the two ways of looking at tasks, both of which trip us up and mean that we don't get as much shit done. So the first one is imagining that headspace equals time. By which I mean, if something is taking up loads of headspace, it's looming large, it's feeling big, we imagine it's going to take ages to do, which is definitely not always the case. Um, so we have that thing and it's like, oh God, I've got to do that thing. Oh, it feels so big. Oh God, I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off. Oh my goodness. And then you do it and it takes five minutes and you think, okay, <laughs> why have I been putting that off forever? The other way of looking at tasks is what I call wishful thinking. So that's when you have loads of tasks on your list and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get all this done today. It's going to be great. I've just written it all down on the list. So basically it's it's already done. And then you get to the end of the day and you've done maybe a quarter of the list and you're thinking, oh, God, I don't know why I'm so rubbish. Why am I? You just weren't realistic. It was wishful thinking. You thought that you could get way more done in a day than you realistically can. So both of these things trip us up. So what can we do about these different ways of thinking about tasks? We'll start with headspace equals time. So you've got that thing on your list that is just feeling so damn heavy. 
It's like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to do it. I hate it. And I feel like it's going to take forever. It's when we start saying things like, I just need a day. I just need a day. And then I can sit down and do it. Well, come on. We're never going to get a day, are we? When are we ever going to get a full day to do one thing? (laughs) It's never going to happen. So the thing's not going to get done. So what do we need to do? This is where my old friend, the timer, comes in. I love a timer. I use timers for so many different things. And this is one of them. So what we do is we choose um, a time frame that feels safe, I guess I would call it, that feels comfortable. So it might be that this thing that is looming over you is so big and huge and horrible that only five minutes feels comfortable. That's absolutely fine. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, those are about the right timescales, I would think. But whatever feels comfortable for you. And then you set your timer. And for the amount of time on the timer, you do a bit of this task that's looming so large. Now, this works in two different ways. Firstly, it means that, thank God, you get the thing started. Even if you do five minutes, you've started. And starting is always the hardest part of anything. And when the timer goes off, you can stop. Do another five minutes tomorrow. At least you've started, okay? But it also works because you may find when the timer goes off, you think, oh, I've started now. It's actually not that bad. In fact, I've done five minutes. Turns out it's nearly finished. I'll just get it done. So either way, it really helps. We talked last time about breaking things down. If something is feeling overwhelming before you even start, before you start looking at timers and everything else, make sure you've broken it down into its individual tasks so it's not just one great big thing. Also, there is an element of just do it. Just do it. Make it the first task of the day. Make it the first thing and then have a reward for afterwards. So I'm going to do this then I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to watch an episode of Trash TV. Reward yourself for getting it done. Make it the first thing so it's not hanging over you for the rest of the day. I'm a big believer in rewards and, as you know, just excessive kindness. Just be kind to yourself. You don't need to shout at yourself. This is overwhelming for you for whatever reason. Nurture yourself through doing it. So what about the wishful thinking element? If we constantly think, oh, I can get loads done. Oh, I haven't got loads done. Why have I not got loads done? So if that is you, if you're a chronic wishful thinker, the first thing I would say is double it. By which I mean, if you're putting something in your calendar and you're thinking, yeah, that'll take half an hour, double it. Whatever time you think something's gonna take, put twice that much time aside for it and keep doing that even if you've been doing it for ages you think I've got this now because I know I'm doubling it no double it again (laughs) just if that's your brain type you need to be well overestimating how long things take but if this is a task that you do regularly we can actually get some information on it can't we so let's say it's your weekly email newsletter that you've got to write the next time you sit down to do it time yourself. Yet again, I love a timer. Time yourself and then look, oh, okay, that took me half an hour or that took me two hours or that took me 10 minutes. Right. Okay. And then as last episode, we talked about recurring tasks. Recurring tasks are your friend. 
If you have a recurring task in your calendar or your project management app, wherever it is, that says, write weekly newsletter, put in brackets next to it, 30 minutes or two hours or however long you have discovered it takes. And then you will know. And crucially, believe yourself when you read it next time. (laughs) Don't just think, ah, it won't take that long. It did. You timed it. So then you have that information and it's what it is rather than what you think perhaps it should be. But also, if this happens constantly and you're always overloading yourself, think about outsourcing, think about hiring a VA. Because one of the many good things about a virtual assistant is that they they tend to be organised people, they love this kind of thing, and they will have a much better handle on how long things take and how you can fill your time, and they can help you with this. So if it's really something that you're finding very difficult, you don't have to struggle on alone. <laughs> you know, this is where we can all work together and pool our skill sets and our zones of genius. So you might need somebody else to help you with this. Because we all see time differently. I mean, that could be a whole podcast episode in itself, the way we all see time. Some people don't even see time. If I say, how do you see time? You might not even know what I'm talking about. I can visualise time, other people visualise time, but they visualise it differently from me. We all have remarkably different brains. So none of us are crap, none of us are hopeless, none of us can't do things. It's just that our brains are different. So stop yelling at yourself and start working with how your brain works. Because again, if you're looking at someone thinking, well, they always seem to be able to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, their brain works differently. They see time differently. They find something easy that you find hard because we're all different. So leave yourself plenty of space. If you're a wishful thinker, leave space for things. And crucially, leave space for life. There's no such thing, I don't think, as a work calendar and a life calendar. The two things are one and the same. And if you keep them separate, that's another way we can get tripped up. Because if it's your kid's first day at school, nothing's going to get done. Nothing's going to get done that day. Don't schedule meetings for that day. (laughs) If you need to take your mum to the hospital, oh, well, that's got like scope creep written all over it, hasn't it? You know, hospital appointment, that could take any amount of time. The, The options there for delays and faffing about and then you decide it'd be nice to take her for a coffee or she's a bit shaken up. Yeah, just forget it. Nothing else is happening that day. Leave space for life. Don't think that work has to be work and it has to all get done regardless. It doesn't. We're all juggling many, many things and they all need to be fitted in. Anything where the timing is out of your hands, like the hospital appointment I just mentioned, just assume it's going to take ages. Leave space because it's so much nicer to find you've got space in your day and think, oh, I can tick off a few of these little tasks. Oh, I can go back to my big list and find a couple of little things to tick off. And you end up feeling mega productive than having a totally unrealistic list and then feeling like crap because none of it's been done. So break it all down into tasks like we said last episode, you know, in the what, sorry, not last episode, in the what goes on the list episode, a couple of episodes ago. Break it all down into tasks. Um, You know, anything that's looking like it's taking up too much headspace probably needs to be broken down into tasks. But if it's still like, it's just this one task, Helen, but I can't do it, it's looming large, then set your timer, do it first thing in the day, get it done, 
And if you're a wishful thinker, be a little bit more realistic because that is self-care, okay? Because both of these ways of looking at tasks just set us up for failure. If we are a headspace equals time person and something really big feels like it's going to take forever, we're putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. That's setting us up for failure because it could be done by now. And if we're a wishful thinker, then we're just overwhelming ourselves and constantly feeling like a failure because we're putting too much on our list. We can't get it done. And then we're wondering why we're so crap. We're not crap. We're just not being realistic. So it's it's excessive kindness to ourselves. It is self-care to be more realistic about either how long things will, well, definitely about how long things will take, either that they will not be as long as you think or they'll take longer than you think. So work out what your tendency is. Which one do you tend to do the most? And then tackle it. And if you need help tackling it, this is why I'm here. <laughs> this is, you know, one of the many things that I can work on with people in coaching sessions. You can find all my links via the show notes. I do have a headspace coaching session option, which is just a one-off, one-hour session online with me. And we can tackle this kind of stuff and figure out how to make it work for you. Because like we've been saying in these episodes this season, it's about what works for you. It's not about following someone else's system that they find so helpful, they might be, you know, a wishful thinker. They might think differently from you. They might see time differently to you. They might have a different brain type to you. What they're doing is not going to work for you. We need to find what's going to work for you. So put everything together. Again, it goes back to what was the last episode. Write everything down, the life stuff, the work stuff. Get it all written down. Be realistic Look at the whole of your day or your week or your month, not just the work stuff. What's really happening? You know, if something big is coming up that is nothing to do with work, you know it's going to affect work. So be realistic. But also give yourself those rewards when you actually get shit done. When you sit down at the start of the day and think, right, I'm doing the hard thing. I'm getting it done. And then I'm going to eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you can you, I always mention chocolate don't I can you tell what my rewards generally tend to be <laughs> so figure out which one is your kind of downfall headspace equals time or wishful thinking and then figure out a way to tackle it because it can be tackled you don't have to change who you are you just have to put a few different things in place to try to tackle that because if it keeps happening it's tripping you up it's just getting in the way of you getting shit done and as I say there's always the opportunity to outsource for both types of of, um, of of thinking, really. You know, the headspace equals time one as well, because you could have somebody else to hold you accountable, to break it down, to go, do you know what? Just do five minutes of that thing. Text me back when you've done five minutes. I'll give you a round of applause. You know, sometimes we just need someone to pat us on the back, don't we? I've got this hard thing to do. And body doubling is also really, really helpful. Um, you know, if you do have something that's really hard that you don't want to do, go and sit with somebody else and they can do their hard thing and you can do your hard thing and you can get it done together. If I've got something really hard to do that I don't want to do, I tend to take myself to a cafe because I love a nice cozy cafe with a bit of background noise. Nobody's with me, but I feel like I'm around people. I can buy myself something nice to eat because it's always about food for me and then I can get the hard thing done. So 
How can you make the hard things easier? And how can you be more realistic about your time? Just a couple of things to think about this episode. And if we can get those things nailed, then it's going to be much easier to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is now available to purchase online? Check out the show notes for details of how to get your hands on a copy. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.